and welcome to Patriots Perspective. Man, today I've got somebody here for you. I've got Penny L.A. Shepherd back and John Carmen. He is the guy that used to stand right beside the presidents in secret service. And he may have a special guest joining us. So stay tuned. We'll be right back after this special message. to fake check what's coming put in your earphone live from miami florida broadcasting around the world around the world you're listening to patriots perspective with chris christy tasker your news behind the government's facade don't fall victim to propaganda or spend another 30 days in the tech gulag <laughs> Turn off your tell live vision and just listen. Hear the most mind-opening hours of your life as we enter. Thank you all for joining me. I don't know if you had audio on that. I have some people saying that we have audio, some people saying that we don't. I apologize if we don't, but here is Penny L.A. Shepherd. Penny, welcome to Patri back to Patriots Perspective, and thank you for helping me co-host this week while Mr. David from the Dark Outpost is taking a little dark um, time to himself. Taking a little respite. Dark Outpost is dark from November 28th to December 4th. We resume on Monday, December 5th, and then you are regular on our show on Tuesdays. So every Tuesday, you can see Christy and the Dark Outpost from 9 to 10 Central Standard Time, and that is 10 to 11 Eastern Standard Time. Well, thank you very much for having me, Penny, and thank you for all of the work that you're doing on Dark Outpost with the daily news because it is absolutely amazing and in no way, shape, or form are we trying to take over David's position while he is away. <laughs> <laughs> we don't want that at all. It's actually possible. David is uh, one, and, uh, one and only David Zublick, the amazing David Zublick, of, like one of my best friends in the whole entire universe. I love him. And uh, and I He's, thank him daily for it, giving me the opportunity to be his executive producer. It's an honor. Yeah. And you know what? I know, Penny, he loves you. And in no way I see all the time trolls out there saying, you know, oh, David must, you know, have Penny must have David under his thumb. I think David absolutely loves and adores you. And I do as well. And, and having your news and I know you work so hard behind the scenes, reading the news, putting it all together. It takes so much time. If only people knew. Um, I have put your donation tab at the bottom because after this broadcast, you'll see why, because this is what Penny does. And the only way she has support is through the people. And Penny, I'm grateful that you had some people last year um, donate to be able to, for you to get a, equipment so we can hear yes, you well. you're actually one of those people that helped me acquire my new computer. So thank you very much, Christy Tasker. Yes. 
I appreciate that. I wouldn't have been able to do it without you. And I thank all, I thank the people that came step forward because I do, I do rely on, um, I have, I'm on disability and, um, I don't ask for money only when I need certain items. So, um, I appreciate, you know, people helping me out from time to time. Absolutely, Penny. Well, let's go ahead and bring in our special guest today, John Carmen. Are you ready, John? Come on in. Welcome to your first time on Patriots Perspective. We're so happy to have you here. Oh, nice to see you guys. Um, Chrissy, I can I like share my, my screen? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Yes. Let's, I'm gonna, let's go ahead and bring in uh, anything that you want. Let me just start here with. Well, first uh, of all, let me say this. I want my audience to know what you're what you're showing here. This is information that you normally present on the dark outpost. So we'll only be doing this while David is away, just so um, the audience can keep up with the news because there's so much happening on a daily basis. And um, after uh, what we're we're going to be doing this penny until what December the fourth, and then you'll be back on yes. dark outpost the the fifth, right? Okay. Yes. So we're going to try to go live every day at 12. It's my fault uh, because I'm not, I don't have everything together in the production role because it's so many moving parts and we're all doing this all on our own. We don't, there's no big producer sitting behind the scenes. Um, when it comes nope. to NBC and others, <laughs> there's normally at least 20 people in the newsroom helping to make sure that things are correct on the news. So um, I do want people to know that because it's not one of those situations where there are other people. What you see is what you get here on the screen. Yes. <laughs> and so it's not going to be flawless. It's going to be fraught with some, some problems for sure. Absolutely. So we are live on LinkedIn, YouTube, Rumble, and Facebook right now. This video will be taken off of Facebook, LinkedIn, and YouTube later. Um, and will only be on Rumble permanently. And that is because we have gotten strikes on YouTube itself um, because YouTube has evidently a very strange way of reviewing its posts because the same exact things that we have received strike for are directly on Fox News, believe it or not. Interesting. So very, <laughs> yeah. mm -hmm. very interesting. So I'm just flashing some pictures on here. This is... Uh, Christy Reeves Tasker with uh, Patriots um, Perspective, and she's going to be on our show on Tuesdays, or a lot of time is 10 a.m., uh, 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. Central Standard Time, and I am uh, Penny L.A. Shepard. My tagline is Agent X11, Hollywood, Hollywood Dark Journalist, and I'm Dark Outpost Executive Producer. Today, we also have with us John Carmen, former Secret Service whistleblower, customscorruption.com, and he is on dark outposts every monday from 10 a.m to 11 a.m central standard time and then this is my my esteemed partner who without his assistance and prompting me to become his executive producer i would not be speaking to you now and this is our daily show which is from 9 a.m to 1 p.m central standard time and that's from monday through saturday same time same channel um, John, I know you have some breaking news for us, so I'm going to play the breaking news theme, and then you can tell us what's going on in Russia. Duh. And don't forget to hit subscribe for Christy. John, you told me this morning that you had some... Uh, can I... I can't bring the screen in and out, so... Let's see. 
John, what was your, what's your breaking news from Russia? Uh, well, first off, I got, I got somebody who sent me something this morning, one of my sources out there. And I guess there's some guy named Hal Turner. I don't know if you guys work with Hal Turner or not. No. But I've heard a lot of things about him in the past. But uh, apparently he put out a fake story that said that there was some sort of a bomb that was called a FAB, F-A-B 500, allegedly dropped in the Ukraine. That's false. That's a lie. So I'll tell Hal Turner himself to his face, you better get your sources fixed, buddy, because that's wrong information. Or maybe you got a job with the people out of Langley, you know, and then that's what that is. It's an indicator. I already checked with my sources in the Ukraine, in the Russian Federation. No such thing happened. In fact, that photo that was posted actually came out that was supposedly connected to maybe something that happened in Syria. And I go, okay, well, then that's what that is. But this particular type of a device, uh, when it goes off, if you breathe with your lungs, it will suck out the air and basically uh, asphyxiate you in the area where the bomb occurs. So, so John, can you elucidate on what the story was? Um, I can read what was posted. Hold on. The posting showed HalTurnerRadioShow.com, et cetera, et cetera. Russia drops, unquote, FAB 500 bombs, bombs, plural, in Ukraine today, and that was dated yesterday, 11-27-2022. And then there was a picture of this device uh, allegedly going off, which, you know, could be, uh, you know, file photo for all I know. But I've already contacted somebody. But the actual reading of it was the Russian Federation has begun utilizing what they call the FAB 500 munitions period. It is a 500 kilogram high explosive bomb enhanced with fuel to create a thermobaric shockwave. That's hence the fuel air bomb, FAB. No living things with lungs can survive the shockwave. That's kind of a weird uh, misnomer when they use the word shockwave because what it does is when it explodes, it sucks the air back like a vacuum, not a shock wave, which would be a little bit different. Anyway, comma, which can actually be seen in the shown in the video above. So they put a video up there. Um, Bombay, B-O-M-B-E, Fab 500. Oh, that's in French. I'm sorry. Uh, I don't think you guys want to hear me speak French. They did post it on Twitter. And some other person who does have a French name, Jacques de Parfureau. How's your French today? November 27, 2022. That appears to be the source, but again... Hal Turner did not put up a disclaimer, and that's a problem. So anytime you get news out there like that, folks, you might want to ask the question, where is it coming from and who put it up there? Um, so she's playing a little bit of it right now. Yeah, so oh, okay, basically good. on the sun, um, so John, it's actually on the sun, um, and they're, they're basically, this is aerial cameras that evidently they are showing, and, you know, I just want to explain to people that, you know, I know that there's a lot of normies maybe listening in that maybe you're not aware of how Hollywood um, can manipulate things and um, can actually make watch, things. Watch Wag the Dog, watch Wag the Dog. Okay, yes, because there's lots oh, there of good go. things that we should watch because, um, you know, I mean, I mean, even, I saw this yesterday. Yeah. Or, so yeah, I, mean, I saw this. this could easily be a manipulated. Um, I mean, just all they have to do, if you think about it, um, is basically add, 
you know, the, a layer, what's called a layer to a video um, to basically make this. Okay. So they get the, they get actual aerial footage. Um, but we have to basically take these items and break it down because I'm just going to tell you that would not be that clear all the way down. Um, the, the, the visuals themselves, you know, you would not be able to see that really, you know, all the way down, like they're showing, you know, you would pretty no, much. Just, those are good. Yeah. Those yeah. are really good. I review these like every day, by the way, and I see a lot worse and I did pass on yeah. a few gross war pictures that I wouldn't want anybody to see, but, uh. I think I even sent one to our show and I retracted it because I was told maybe I shouldn't send it out because it was that bad. So I go, okay, fine. So well, then I'm want trained. I'm a trained professional. I've seen stuff like that. Yeah. So John, I also want people to see, you know, how they really brainwash people. So this is the sign they have um, over three and a half million subscribers. Um, mm. And the amount of people that have given this video a thumbs up is almost 8,812 comments at the time that we're, you know, looking at this. And this is how they mass manipulate people. So this is how Hollywood has utilized, you know, their their sources and cameraing mm. and videoing and everything to, you know, mass brainwash people. So I just question, you know, uh, you know, I think we all have to question is what's real and what's not because the things that they've tried to make us think are not real um, may be actual real situations that have happened. And um, what they're saying is real may not be real. Well, they've, they've had crisis actors. I've seen them. I've already uh, debunked a bunch of those too. They've actually shown the filmers, uh, photographers out there with makeup, putting fake blood on them, all kinds of stuff. But unfortunately I had to look at real stuff, totally different. Uh, from the actual sources in the war zone itself, you know, um, I'm actually still waiting for a response. I don't think I'm going to be able to get Alex, my friend, on. Okay, well, long. we're going to be we're going to be here all week, so we'll bring you in. You just let me know if you have uh, breaking news or anything that you want to talk about um, throughout this week. That uh, sure. dark outpost is dark. Uh, can you bring me back in with the PowerPoint? Hey. Absolutely, Penny. Sorry about that. Okay. That's all right. So uh, the, the, the topics that we're going to be discussing are Balenciaga. And uh, we're also going to be discussing this situation in which John Carmen had apprised me of. He said, do you guys know anything about diplomatic art, actual pedophile material shipped all across the world and human trafficking uh, form from embassy to embassy? So this is one of the pictures that he sent. This one in particular. Mm-hmm. for queen art child trafficking and ruling elite pedo rings and then this particular picture i i saved i saved some of your text to me so here's one where you said modern art has acted as a catalyzer to cover up pedophilia but recently as the modern world evolves in perversion and blood modern art and the consequence have become more aggressive in presenting pedophilia cannibalism and as the latest evolution presents pedivore Therefore, sea containers are full of such items, including humans, pedo art, devil worship. Mm-hmm. It's, also, it's also called live art, you yes. actually using children victims. He said, welcome to Skull and Bones. The foundation for art and preservation of embassies is made up of dozens of billionaire families and politicians with ties to the global elite who are able to ship artwork around the world without passing through conventional security channels. They have partnered with the Rothschilds, Alephantis, the Podestas, and Hillary Clinton. They're all involved. On the same part site. of that customs procedure I had to go through when I was checking 
things at customs for 15 years. Yes. And, and I'm going to let you elaborate on that. So I'm going to just finish some of the text that you sent go ahead. me. Tony Podesta lives in Colorado, just a few blocks away from Obama's Colorado mansion in D.C., as we said before. According yep. to the map, as the Colorado mansion is the same mansion to the ex-president Woodrow Wilson lived in, there are secret tunnels under Obama's mansion, and that is the only reason Obama has chosen that ugly black house, which looks like a horror movie, to read about Obama's Colorado mansion. And then you said, click here. And I, I'm not sure what that where that click was, but I will find it because we're going to be reporting on this yeah, in, the, in this week to come. By the way, um, Obama the has a house or a mansion that's walking distance to the largest Muslim temple in Northwest Washington, D.C. That's another reason why he's in that area. So can you take this back down and let's ask John what he saw when, um, when he was in customs and why you're, you're reporting your, uh, You've been reporting on customs corruption, and your website is, John? Customscorruption.com. Uh, if you go to customscorruption.com, you can also go to page two, which would be slash uh, page two. You know, so uh, you had been speaking, you said the art in embassies program has allowed art to be transported globally for decades as diplomatic pouches that skirt all customs and immigration right. inspections. It let is me, at the heart me, of their human trafficking. Yeah, let me give a background because in my training, I was in Secret Service first in 74. And of course, I protected the embassies walking distance to the White House, uh, the Russian embassies, um, Israeli, his, you know, Venezuelan, Egyptian, you name it, all of them. Um, embassies have special laws that they operate under. So do we. International law provides that diplomats are immune from traffic tickets even up to a case that happened in Europe and Trump was president and they had to get this one female out because she accidentally ran into somebody and maybe killed somebody. They're not, um, they're covered under like uh, international immune immunity laws. So that means that they can't be detained. You might be able to get their name, their ID on their passport, driver's license, and then you have to let them go if you're a cop. And I'm state, local, and federally trained. So I have the full gambit of all these training, um, federally especially, especially when I went to the border and I was inspecting ambassadors or the sons of an ambassador and they didn't like that. And I would find contraband. There are ways of procedures. But try to understand that when certain people were in office, I won't mention the Clintons, but I will, um, those people are involved in stuff and trafficking, just like they're doing with Biden right now. They're holding all the sea containers offshore. So you don't know if it's got diplomatic art, or let me put the quotes, diplomatic art, which could be pornography, child uh, pedophile activity, things like that, versus actual uh, weapons and uh, miniature rockets and missiles pointed towards the East Coast, the West Coast, all around the country, all around the world. So they're holding us at bay, basically. Can you explain, can, John, can you explain diplomatic immunity? Um, remember that movie with uh, uh, Glover and uh, Mel Gibson and Joe Pecci? Yes, Lethal uh, Weapon. Yeah, it was one of the Lethal Weapons thing. And they were actually investigating a German-looking guy. No, it was South African. Let me be specific. But he was German, South African. It was an excellent movie because it demonstrated perfectly you can't touch me, quote, 
diplomatic immunity. So unfortunately, the guy was on the ship when they were transporting tons in a sea container of money. You know how many pallets that uh, Obama or Biden and these guys would ship off to these other countries by the pallet, by the sea containers full. And if you folks haven't seen a sea container, you know, you've got 25, 30, 40, 50, 60 foot, maybe even 100 foot sea container when you ship your goods across the ocean. John, there was also a lethal weapon in which it uh, involved Long Beach and the shipment of human cargo. Yes, and I've and I've disclosed trafficking by a guy up in Long Beach by the name of John Heinrich. Look that name up. John Heinrich uh, was a district director at the time, 94, 95, when I found an actual document. So I've got hard evidence out there, folks, and the FBI is ignoring it. The Office of the Inspector General, which is like the internal affairs of the Treasury Department, including the U.S. Attorney's Office in San Diego, including the FBI Office in San Diego or the Washington Field Offices, all the way to the White House since 94, 95. And who was president that week? Remember that guy? That's, that's, that's back to Clinton. So with hard evidence, this guy got paid $250,000 cash. I got this from a relative that disclosed the information on the particulars. They transferred the money uh, to a special bank account for an overflight of 167 uh, illegals from Mexico to arrive anywhere they wanted to land in the United States. There's a good shipping uh, container ship right there. You can see those are all shipping containers. Uh, I've actually ridden on a shipping container ship from Japan two weeks. I hated it because it didn't have a place to run. You had to go up and down steps, and it was kind of restricted. Those things will overload themselves with tons of material. Customs does not have enough people to actually inspect every one of those. Um, I was present when I got the only seizure in San Diego. They had narcotics in a truck. So they got to use it in a drive-through situation where they drive it through this gigantic x-ray machine that will actually x-ray the whole truck. This is what they're doing for most of the vehicles, trucks that go through commercial facilities. Unfortunately, they only get to do 1% to 2% of the thousands that go across the borders, East Coast, West Coast, from New York to Miami to Houston to San Diego, Long Beach, San Francisco. Name all these major ports. Those things are not all inspected. That means that they ship and take a chance. One might get inspected out of 15 to 1,000. It's an, it's an odds. That's what the smuggling does. They, they place the odds on it and they get something through. I, on the other hand, also worked on the computer to prevent that when they came from Europe and they would send sea containers on ships and I had 72 hours to hold it for inspection or it would automatically get processed through. That's a smuggling operation. And I discovered paperwork to show the name Bullet. I discussed this with Penny over the weekend. Remember the movie Bullet with uh, Steve McQueen? Yes. He was a, a San Francisco detective, and it was a very exciting movie and all that. Somebody put an acronym in the system. So when I go into the text uh, telecommunications or the text computer system, it's actually Treasury Enforcement Computer System, but it's under customs. I can go into the system. I can run your name, your plates, your date of birth, your Social Security number. I can put Intel in there and actually activate something so it activates at the border 
international airports and that you get inspected if you come from outside the country or vice versa. This is the type of stuff I was doing. And when I found this name Bullet listed as the inspector, I looked it up. There's no such employee in the United States Treasury, let alone the government, with that name. It's an acronym. So that means somebody used it, like the CIA, and they would go and put stuff in the system, smuggle it in, and then when they would show up on an in-bond movement, which is a special bonded type carrier, they have to put all kinds of insurance. They have to put special locks on it to make sure it doesn't get tampered. Then when it actually arrives, then the Customs Service goes out, inspects it, makes sure everything's okay. They may release it. And then with a signature, I can release it. Or on the computer, I can release it. That's where I discovered an internal corruption issue as well, among many, many, many other things for 15 years. And uh, the internal affairs people vetted me. They said not one, not one of those was inaccurate. All of them were accurate. All of my complaints were 100% correct. So, so we're talking many about. different, many different ports. We're talking seaports. We're talking All drug trafficking them. routes. Yes. We're talking land, uh, land, land routes, air, sea. air, sea. Not to mention what's going on in the tunnels this week, or under the water, you know, like in submarines and the military. Ron, if, I, if I might interject for the normies out there, especially the people who may be following me on LinkedIn this week, uh, who are used to having containers on the water. Many of my clients have containers on the water, as do I. So what typically happens in a situation is you may be asking, well, how do they know what's on those containers? We are required to put every single item on a bill of laden. They have they come in on our EIN numbers, as John is saying, on our tax numbers. They know exactly yes. who owns that container. And when the container gets to me, it actually has a lock. I know if it's been broken open because I have a lock code when it leaves like an area like China and when it arrives in the United States. I know if the customs department has broken open and yet to date, I have not had a single container that's been busted open, John. So I'm going to say this. It's very easy. It would be very easy for these elite families to transport goods, people, whatever they want on these containers or via our Air Force bases or our, our bases throughout the world, which are often utilized for transporting illegal goods and services. Yeah, that's a good that's a good overview because a lot of people still don't understand. Even with the high security seals that they use, I found where they were broken. I found that uh, they had tanker trucks that would bring propane gas in from Mexico and they would duplicate the same seal that we put on, a high security seal that goes in one way, click, and it doesn't come off until you violate it and break it to inspect it or open it up. Which one time we found 8,500 pounds of cocaine. You know, mm -hmm. it just happened to be in there, you know, yep. Joe. Otay Mason, 1991. Um, this stuff is a violation. That's why I had death threats. They didn't like the fact that I was discovering their internal smuggling issue, even by the rail cars on railroad tracks. And who's going to, um, uh, uh, they're going on some sort of strike this week. They're talking yeah, about striking on the railroads. Nobody thinks about that also. They don't think about the railroads anymore. It's kind of an obscure form exactly. of transportation. It's a joke. We're down there, San Ysidro, processing cars and trucks and at the airport's planes. While the rail car guys come through, they hardly get looked at. 
And sometimes the illegals jump on the rail cars and Border Patrol intercepts them. But they still come in. They're still smuggling. I've got contacts, um, ex-CIA guys like uh, Tosh Plum Lee, a buddy of mine. He used to fly for the CIA. We used to talk about, oh, yeah, the Marine bases, the El, uh, El Toro, all the other yeah, secret military I bases. Right over, I live right over by there. I'm going to read one article uh, regarding um, Texas. Texas. Authorities ID 47 of the migrants found dead inside an abandoned truck in San Antonio. Yes, that was Bexar a serious County, case. Yes, Bexar County ME office released a list of the names and ages of nationalities of 22 of those who died in the sweltering tractor trailer. So these, this was uh, July 6, 2022 is when this article was written. Most of the 53 migrants who died in what appears to be the deadliest human smuggling case in modern U.S. history have been identified. And I'm going to say that, that those are what they found. Yes. What what about what they have not found? Yeah, and if they're doing this by, by uh, numbers, if they go through the border, like this truck probably went through the border, um, and it may have been through the line release program, which means they scan a barcode, there was no highlights on it, they didn't do an enforcement deal. Now, if I was down there, I'm looking at the driver, but sometimes the driver doesn't give any uh, symptoms because he he's just picking up a, a load, dropping it off, he may just drive it across, drop it somewhere, and another guy picks it up. That's the real smuggler. But the problem is they've got thermal imaging. They've got x-ray machines. They can x-ray every truck that comes across, but it takes time. So you might process 2,000 trucks in an eight-hour shift. Times three, then, then you're going to get triple that amount. They don't have enough people just like they don't have enough people on the border. They're doing that intentionally. Mm -hmm. They're controlling yes. it because they know you don't have enough time. Yes. So and all who, these people who that died up in Texas. In? Whom are they Sorry? bringing in? Whom are they bringing in that that we well, don't know? Heads well, of cartels? It's, yeah, it's, it's related to the cartels because I was going to mention this today. Drugs, guns, money, people, and yeah. children now. They're putting special armbands on each child designated by each cartel by a color or a code or whatever. As soon as they get across, they're obligated to pay money. OTMs, other than Mexican, are highly uh, valued because they get to charge more money for South Americans. In the old days, it'd be like six, 600 to 1000 bucks for a Mexican national. Then it would be Brazilians. Oh, my God, yes. that's 6000 These people were from Guatemala and six from Honduras. Exactly. So when you get into Chinese, the Chinese are the worst. They get charged like up, upwards of 10000 each. They're, they want to get out of the country and they're trying to uh, go against Xi Jinping right now. They want him to get out. It's that bad. But the smuggling yes. is so intense. People don't realize. I've seen and captured people in trunks of vehicles, inside compartments of uh, trucks, motorhomes, uh, boats, planes, you name it. Yeah. Um, Christy, you had mentioned, uh, you had texted me something about what's going on in China. Would you like to bring that story forward? Yes, yes. I would. I'm actually pulling up the, the information. Give me just a minute. Uh, Since Penny, John had just mentioned, uh, what's going on in China because they've had the longest COVID lockdown, uh, epically. It is three years now, and the people are uprising right now and yes. calling for uh, the Jinping to step down. They're asking yes. for him to step down. Um, right. that's, that's evidently what our news sources are reporting. 
Um, so uh, I do actually have sources on the ground in China and various parts of China. Um, I have reached out to them to see if I can find out, you know, if it is the truth, because I don't believe anything that I see on any. Right, because you know they're going to quell an uprising, and that quell is going to be the murdering of their citizens. Yes. That's, that's why they were wearing masks and so forth and red headbands. They, do, they used to do that in Japan. I've lived in Japan. I've protected the Chinese at their embassies as well. So I've de defended the Russian, the Chinese, you name it, all the embassies. And Chrissy, and, you've been to uh, to China? I go to Guangzhou. Guangzhou uh, yeah, so I go to Guangzhou for a lot of manufacturing. Um, I have a 20-year Chinese visa. And when, you know, I always tell people when you get there, you never know what you're going to be able to do or communicate because uh, once you're on the ground, and John can attest to this, once you're on the ground, they control every part of your movement. Um, well, from they have the scanners too, these these uh, special digital drones. They could take a picture of a whole crowd and they could see you visually. If they've got your identifiers, your face, your ears, eyes, ears, nose, they've mm -hmm. got you and it'll turn up in a database. This is why even people like Gavin Newsom in California and the other Democrats want to get a special scan make it federally identification on your uh, federally qualified on your driver's license or ID card uh, and your passport because they've got so many security features. And that information goes into a, a documented uh, a database like U.S. Customs Immigration would use at the borders. But it's also shared information, folks. This stuff goes out to other intelligence agencies, maybe even worldwide. So if you become a terrorist, They've got a picture of you or you got a passport. They basically have your looks right there. Yeah. They can pull you up. I mean, let's put it this way. I'm not going into China right now because, you know, I'm, I'm very I outspoken against the way that they treat the people, John. And, you know, I, I let's, let's just say, you know, I already feel like I have a, you know, let's put it this way. My passport's been damaged by them. It's had to be completely replaced. Um, when my, when my visa was updated and um, border control oh. said they hadn't seen anything like it to the point where they actually kept my old passport. When I, when I turned in the damaged passport, they kept it and they Who normally the border control. Oh, kept. that means the passport went, see, I just got a new passport ID card and a passport. They're supposed to return the old passports right. to you yep. six to seven, six to eight weeks. Okay. That's what I've been told. They're very nice about it. You're supposed to get your old passports, and I do. I have my old passports, but they're chipping everything. The security features, I could do a whole show on it, but mm -hmm. they, they've got so many different security features in it. Uh, if you guys have a passport, pull out your black light and look at your driver's license once in a while and see what see where that other hidden photo is under a black light. You know, I don't know. It's common knowledge, so I'm not releasing security information. But, no, you're not. And and the passports also have a chip in them, John. They yes, have a chip. Of I believe they do. it's in the back. I believe it's actually in the back um, folder on the majority of them, uh, because um, with my damaged passport, I've been able to travel pretty much throughout the world. Um, no one really stopped it. I was the one who actually said, you know, this is kind of crazy that part like when the Chinese had basically taken in my passport. And for those of you who don't know, whenever you have a visa in your passport, you have to send in your passport. Yes. They put the visa in like if though it's a card, but it's a page. 
Okay, so they apply that page. Well, my page came back and my US page was completely damaged to the point where the coding was coming off, like flaking off, like you could flake it off with your finger to the Somebody point where got they got a hold of it. Yeah, the numbers and everything would come off. Okay, yeah, so there's something I wrong with that because the numbers are raised. There's a black light imaging thing. There's special coding in it. I mean, I could pull one of mine out, but I don't want to disclose my information. Yes, me too. But yeah. it took it took me 30 minutes to enjoy looking at all the features because I have the background. I've examined over 15 years, probably four to five million people coming across the border in that agency loan at the border. That means I've got all this expertise. I know what counterfeits look like and all that. Sounds like somebody was trying to either deactivate or pull the chip out to examine the chip and maybe duplicate the chip somewhere because you may have dirty people in the Department of State, in the passport offices who will easily say, oh, yeah, for a million bucks, I'll tear open somebody's passport, give them that chip and give it to somebody else outside the country. They will duplicate the chip like in cartel country in Mexico or Colombia or some other country. And they will duplicate well, the same John, chip. It made technology. me think there's, there's one thing that you just said that made me think maybe why they didn't send my passport back is if they had added another chip. So that yeah, they, they have to replace it. Yeah. But so, but, I but, won't mention these nickel, nickel, what do you call them? Nio cadmium uh, super magnets. Super magnets are really cool, folks. You could play with them, you could do all kinds of cool things. You could put them in your car. And it might even distract or disrupt some signals. But so, I wouldn't take a super magnet and wave it over your computer. You don't want to put it next to your cell phone. But you might, just for giggles, if you're in a bad situation, you can't take, well, you can't take your cell phone apart, take the battery out, pull the SIM card out, and block it. But I was going to say RFID blocking material, you could buy the material, you can stick it in an envelope, you can wrap it in aluminum foil, it'll block the signal up to a point but the thing with passports is you could put a, a magnet next to it i'm not going to do it to mine but mine's in a protective sleeve it already is in a protective sleeve go on ebay look up uh, passport holders rfid radio frequency etc and that will help block the signal it'll block you so you can't be seen Excellent. All very good security precautions. Thank you, John. Um, can you elucidate a little bit on what's going on now in Xinjiang? Or Xinjiang? How do you say it? Xinjiang? 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 A funny fact on me in China, John, you might appreciate this. Um, I can actually eat rice with chopsticks. Most Chinese I can people too. <laughs> most, most Chinese people cannot. They shovel the rice. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's because so they're, they're hungry and they want to. They yeah, want to yeah. get it in. That's true. Yes, that is very true. Even at the nicer restaurants, um, I had a we. At, I couldn't believe you know they couldn't really eat that well with chopsticks. I was I was always I always thought that they could eat like really well with chopsticks, but they couldn't. I won the chopstick eating contest, but yeah. So protesters are um, holding up blank papers and chanting slogans as they march in protest in Beijing, um, and this is coming out of Shanghai as well. Protesters are angry by strict antivirus measures called for by China's powerful leader to resign an unprecedented rebuke um, as authorities in at least eight cities struggling around to suppress demonstrations on Sunday that represent a rare 
um, a direct challenge to the ruling Communist Party. Okay, so this is coming out by the AP. Um, it could very well be true. Um, I have sent and I've not gotten any responses back in 24 hours. So I, I am a little concerned even about some of the things that are possibly going on there. Um, here are, you know, photographs. But let me just say this, because it's coming out from the AP, really anything I question. OK, so even if it's coming out from a from a independent news journalist, um, but, you know, like we were getting messages that the banks were shut down. Um, but I'm not seeing a mass overview photo that I would really like to see. So I'm just wondering, you know, how many people were really out? Um, it does look like they're peacefully protesting. Um, they, um, you know, here are some of the barricades that are down. But we can never really trust if any of this is real. I don't trust it until I hear from people on the ground, you know, that are on a protected server that are able to get messages out. Um, but, you know, that this is reported by the AP. Then we also have um, different sources. Hang on just a second. Let me pull I up. monitor Fox once in a while, and then I compare it to OAN. Um, and then, of course, I go to my international sources and ask people outside there, too. So, yes, exactly. So I, that's what I want people to know. We don't just we don't I don't think any of us just believe um, whatever, you know, is happening uh, or, or whatever we hear is happening, because, um, you know, that is that is one thing. Um, so the other thing. Hold on. Let me pull up the other tab here, because. Um, we are going to share another I'm going to share another article because people are supposedly also being burned in their buildings. Um, so, you know, burned alive in their yes, buildings. Apparently the fire trucks could not get to that uh, that building. And then when they where they were, their uh, their hoses were not reaching the flames. So subsequently, uh, I think it was 10 people died. But yeah. 19 were another 19 were injured. I'm not sure if those were the actual stats. So I want people to understand, too, with um, China, they had locked their doors from the outside. Um, they were trying to do this also in Australia um, mm -hmm. by locking people inside hotel rooms. Um, so yep. this is a worldwide thing and it should not. This is inhumane. This is like dogs treating people like dogs, locking them inside their apartments. And um, I do believe they've tried to do this there and that they may still try to do this. In How are they getting food and medical supplies, Christy? Um, they're supposedly bringing them food and medical supplies, but I don't think are that they, they are. Yeah. Um, well, that I, means I the, food, the food is in question as well. And I also wanted to interject that I had a contact in Australia or Australia they were doing the lockdowns. They couldn't even step outside their own apartment or their mm -hmm. um, house by 15 feet or something. <laughs> or they would be arrested. This is the Sorry, fire. Fine. Go ahead. Yeah, so this is the fire. That's outrageous. <laughs> Yeah, that's so, outrageous that they allow that stuff to happen. Yeah, well, John, the, the really important thing is, um, you know, we had this occur um, in, uh, believe it or not, in Italy. 
And I know firsthand, one of my really good friends actually lives in Venice. And at the very beginning of these whole lockdowns, do you know that Venice was one of the first cities to be locked down? Yeah. I mean, that's and they, she could not go within 200 meters of her home. Okay. Without a pass. Yep. There you go. It's back to World War II. Where are your papers? Checkpoints. And that's what they're, they're doing it. They're doing it right now. And they're well, using and the COVID as an excuse. That's exactly right. They were using COVID as an excuse. Um, the other thing that was supposedly going on at the same time was supposedly, you know, we have to keep in mind that Venice is on water. And supposedly during that time, some of the some of the independent news journalists were reporting that um, there were army soldiers in which I can attest from her that there were true army soldiers guarding um, the streets and that they were taking out our mortgage documents because supposedly all of our mortgage documents were sh were actually being stored in Venice. That's what they're going to do next. They used to do that back in the 1800s. Oh, there For was the a acquisition of property out. under eminent domain. I don't know why, um, Penny. Um, I've actually questioned my own mortgage company, asking to see the the true copy of my mortgage documents, and I have not seen them to date, and it's been two and a half years. That's how they're so going to seize people's properties next. Remember, I worked at U.S. Customs, so we used administrative laws under the asset seizure forfeiture funds. So if we caught a vehicle that had a, a joint, let's just use that as a simple example, it's automatically a $1,000 penalty. If they pay it, they get the car back. If they don't, we get to keep it and sell it at an auction. Um, if it happened a second time, it's like a $10,000 uh, penalty. I should have said $5,000 and then $10,000. And then they pay 10%. That's usually what they get. If they do it a second time, it's gone. You're not going to get it. This is the same laws that the other states have used throughout the United States. They've started to adopt those administrative uh, procedures, even when stopping a vehicle on a highway in Texas, like a trooper that stopped this guy, and he had over $10,000 in cash on it. So what? I'm in the United States. I can possess all the cash I want and drive around with it all day long and, and do whatever I want. It's only when you're crossing a border, international border, airport, seaport, land border port, or you're causing to transmit more than $10,000 through a bank transfer or something else, then it goes through the CMIR money reporting, the Currency Money Reporting Acts. Then you have to report it to the IRS. That's all that is. I don't trust the IRS. It's an illegal agency. So, so if you're walking around with 10000 10 grand in your vehicle and you're going to use it to purchase, hand off that cash to a cartel to purchase drugs or children. Emergencies. No, they're going to be carrying a lot more than just 10, believe me. You know, they've got 50, 100,000, 200,000. Those are street level people at the local. And, I, and I'm and i a lifetime member of the California Narcotic Officers Association. I've got all these uh, memberships and all these uh, type of agencies. And uh, it's all it's all law enforcement related. But I'm so familiar with all this. But they're expanding the laws so that they could stop you on the road. And if you just happen to go to a funeral and your relative gave you a bunch of money, and you're getting ready to go to the bank and you get stopped by one of these guys, he's going to illegally seize it because he thinks he knows what he's doing. Those right. cops with badges do not know what they're doing and they're violating your rights. And that's how they're stealing. See, they think they're doing something. 
No, they're just stealing. Each state is doing it. It's even worse. And I've seen cases even in Texas, Penny, uh, yeah. Miami. Miami's Miami. one of the worst. Yes. You know, Benvenidos yeah. a Miami. I like that commercial. <laughs> <laughs> you have to speak no, Spanish to appreciate it. But, and, um, and John, another thing that I think they're doing, believe it or not, because Viva what, do Cuba. All, what do they also know that we adore and we like? Okay, so not only our kids, but our animals. Animals, yes. Yeah, they're okay. into all kinds of stuff. I, I, I busted a guy in Mexico uh, who was a famous millionaire, and he would specifically oh go outside God. the country, and he would smuggle uh, animals uh, under the a violation of the Endangered Species Act. Now, I realize that looks like a common poodle, but uh, all kinds of animals are smuggled. White tigers. I'll just mention that white tigers. That wasn't yours, was it? Was that yeah. your dog? Your dog was quarantined in Glasgow, Scotland? Yes. What happened? Okay. Can I show you guys what happened? Because yeah, I, I think John will find it very interesting. So keep in mind, um, I travel. I want to give you a little bit of background to it. Um, I traveled from Atlanta, Georgia on Delta. My flight was booked on Delta, changed to Virgin Airlines, going through Orlando to Glasgow, Scotland. Okay. So a nine-hour flight direct. Um, I board the flight, I get, uh, I board, we board the first flight Delta, go directly to Orlando, pretty much directly on Virgin. Super Is it nice Virgin Branson's airline? Yes. Super nice flight crew, everything. By the way, at the time I had Virgin, um, the Virgin PR person's phone number, Richard, Richard Branson's PR phone number directly. Had I not, I don't think I would have my dog back. Okay. So this is basically what happened. So I get on the flight to, um, you know, get on the Virgin flight. Um, here we are going, you know, boarding. Hold on. I'm, I'm going to I'm going to speed it up a little bit because I want you to see exactly what happened when we landed in Scotland. Keep in mind. OK, let me just show you this part, because this shows where they are. Um, they are taking photos with the dog and everything. They know the dog is on the aircraft. OK. And I've, I've resubmitted all the paperwork while we're in air. I'm resubmitting the paperwork. So on the ground, I'll have no problem because they're saying, oh, we don't have his records. Can you please submit his records again? We did submitted his records. Um, and then we land and we get there. And so I want to go into what happens when we get there because it's very dramatic. And had it not been, and I say this because it's kind of like this happened in 2018. So I want to say if I weren't a mama bear then, you know, there's mama bears coming out in 2020. But what what was this? And this entire situation, just keep in mind, was up to a local council come to find out. So just hear what happens for a second. Yeah. You come into another country, so obviously with quarantine and disease, etc. We, we're not allowed to let an animal okay. come into the country and roam. Yeah, but is it... What we need to do, we need to get we need to get an official from the trading standards yeah. to come and do all that. I'm not an expert in it in any way. I've never dealt with this before. We need to get an expert to come and look at all that to make sure everything's okay. Is you you wouldn't let an animal come into I your understand, country. but he's saying that why can't that's a U.S. Customs. It's a customs uh, like, uh, jurisdiction. This is, yeah, this is, and I'm still under U.S. Customs jurisdiction because I'm still on the aircraft. So they didn't know what to do because I refused to de-plane. De um, de-plane, right. I refused I've to de-plane. I've handled lots of aircraft and commercial flights. 
if you land at a foreign airport, you remain on the airplane, you're still in the custody of your own jurisdiction, of your own nationality, right. if it's an American plane. If you want a deplane, then you have to go through their customs and you have to have the rabies shot and the paperwork and a health card. And they can actually quarantine an animal if they think it might be sick or something, you know, well, 14 days or something. But that's case, an extreme John, case. They quarantined, they quarantined my dog because they thought, uh, because he, he has a French passport. Keep him on a French EU passport, European Union passport written in five languages, and this is in Scotland, and they're saying, oh, he needs a Scottish passport. That doesn't sound right. First off, there's a U.S. passport or for humans. They don't give passports per se for animals, but if it was a designated animal document of some United sort, then that's what they would provide. Yes, right. so... They end up going, and and I just want to show you guys this because I want to I want to share. This gentleman comes on. I'm going to play a little bit of him. Okay, so they get he might like, he might be the health inspector. This is weird. That's usually what co a company's customs are the health inspectors. Do you guys see this strange like video information? <laughs> so yeah, strange. It just popped like, up. Yeah. Okay, so I, I won't play all of it. Look at this, guys. I can't even make this stuff up. Do you see this? See the numbers here? 666 populating. Oh, I see that. Oh, my gosh. This is crazy. Okay. So, um, yeah. So, basically, a guy comes on. And hold on. So, I, here I am. I'm going back and forth to visit the dog. Okay. So, you guys can watch this whole video. It's actually very good. It's on my travel blog. Okay. You can see everything about Bentley. And I'm going to stop sharing for a second. But you can see it's on, it's on my travel blog called P.S. This Rocks. Uh, which is it's on that YouTube channel. Um, but you got so your dog back, right? I got my dog back. But let me All tell right. you, John, had I not had an extra 500 bucks and oh. uh, I wouldn't have the dog back. Okay. Yeah, all they were so asking is you about money. Permit. It was about money. Yeah. A dog permit. That's basically what you were doing. You're paying a dog yeah. permit. And if there was a travel document, I've never seen one for an animal. They have, well, they have to have, they have to have vaccinations. Oh, and of course. It's, yeah. It's, it's not yeah. actually like a dog. I was cross designated all those agencies up to 40 right. different agencies. So I handled all those areas that you guys are seeing firsthand. So you might see an immigration official, a customs official, but who are also cross trained and a public health official or APHIS and or agriculture. Five well, different yeah. agencies up front. John, there's one really important thing that you said, and I've and I have been preaching it to the travel community. Yes. That you should not deplane. You should not step over the line onto the That's tarmac right. if you have a problem. You negotiate. You start filming. They knew. Like literally, I handed my my told my mom, please film everything. Yes, everything. that was a good. That was very good and of you to do that. NBC News. So you guys need to make sure all the public out there needs to make sure that you have a contact with any sort of news source, even if it's us or someone else to make sure that you tr have somebody that you trust to get it to news sources. So if you do have a problem, but do not step foot over the tarmac until you have an agreement. If you have come to an agreement. Uh, yeah, you're, you in an, you're in an international inspection zone. That's where the plane taxis over. And once they go to that inspection zone, it's specially set up that way so that customs can approach the plane 
Nobody else can approach the plane until they get off the plane. Why? Because I did those inspections. Yeah. I've arrested people who were baggage handlers. They supposedly had a special sticker. They can't be a felon. They, they smuggle. Airlines smuggle. So do the crews coming from Mexico just to just to badmouth Mexico on their yeah. air flights from Aero, uh, Aeromexico. But um, that's what they do. They smuggle. And they take it on the food containers. And the pilots and the stewardesses don't get checked. They were smuggling. So all this stuff ties in. Okay, so keep in mind, they knew about this nine hours while in air, okay? Well, so come to find out when, you know, basically they just realized, like, I'm not going to just leave the dog. I'm going to, like, I'm reporting on it. I am going live with it. I basically went live, you know, with all the stories. Um, and the guy who actually was in charge of quarantining my dog and choosing whether or not he was quarantined, whether I got him back, um, was the one who tells me at the very end, oh, my wife's always wanted a little white poodle like that. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's that's uh, that's the stupidest thing in the world for him to well, say. Well, what if they do that with kids? My, my question is, you know, they do it with dogs. I mean, don't think that they're not doing it with kids. <laughs> well, they've, I mean, they've had children travel, too. Um, anybody under the age of 18, they have to have a special document. They, they have them escorted specifically by an adult airline employee all the time. They are not left out of their sight. Animals are handled differently. They, you know how many mistakes they've done with animals. Sometimes they'll put them down in the hold down below where the temperatures go up to freezing and or don't have oxygen. And then at 30,000 feet, and they come back and wonder why their animal is not there or dead. And, know, and then, and then they still bit. charge for the animal as well, you know. And exactly. So they, yeah, they're they're it, it's it's kind of crazy when. But when did that phone call? Did that contact that you had at uh, Virgin Airlines work out, or that other? Uh, believe it or not, I did not have to use it. Um, okay. I did not have to use it, but I did let them know that I had it early on because their big deal was, hey, we just need to get you off this plane because this plane has, you know, we have passengers waiting to be picked up in Edinburgh. And I said, well, the sooner we make, you know, and it was dramatic because, you know, here they are taking photos with my animal, like as if he's a celebrity, right? Inviting him up to the to the club level. Fortunately, thank God, I fell asleep for almost the entire flight, which I never do because I had an entire like row. You know, I fly coach, I fly the cheap, cheap airline flights, you know, right. but I had right. an entire like row. Um, and so I happened to fall asleep the entire flight. Otherwise, I would have probably been like nervous, panic. You know, I always say that God will put, you know, he basically there's there's a couple times in my life he's literally like given me sleep whenever there have been like pretty traumatic situations that have occurred. Stressful situations. Yes. Yeah. And it's, and it's like, uh, you know, <laughs> I'm very blessed for, for it because otherwise I would have, I would have probably been a nervous wreck the entire time thinking, because, you know, did they know that they were going to do this, you know, to him? Did they, you know, what were, what was the real plan going on? Because they, they know ahead of time what's on the manifest. The The pilots have to also radio ahead certain information. That's right. If your name wasn't run through a computer, I would be totally shocked because your name has to be run through a computer when it goes international before you get on the plane, just in case you might be somebody they're interested in, especially right. when you're going to go to uh, Scotland. And I've done research, uh, Lockerbie, Scotland, and all kinds of interesting subjects. 
Uh, we'll have to go off the air sometime so you can share a photo <laughs> on a video so I can look at the passport stamps or okay. other information because I can yeah. see where they may have done something. And again, I'm going to emphasize, go get a black light, a little, a little black light, something like this little character here. And you can mm -hmm. look at the inside of your passport, folks, for fun. And you might yeah. see something. I don't know, but, you know, hey, it's just a, a suggestion. Stuffer, John. <laughs> that's a, a good stocking stuffer, John. A stocking stuffer. Yeah, and, and they're really cool because you'd be surprised what you see on an ID card, passport, or some other document. Not alone uh, inside the ear of your dog, does it have a tattoo or does it have a chip on your dog? He actually has a chip. Believe it or not, his, their chips are in the back of their neck. Yeah. And and I'll tell you, people, that's where I actually realized because it was the longest time I actually did not want to have him chipped. Okay. Super and, magnet. Super magnet. Yeah. Just, and I'm just I, saying I, super magnet, you know. I, I didn't want to have him chipped <laughs> because, oh, we the I didn't want to have him chip because I thought it was going to hurt him, John. But well, no, no, it goes to the back of the nape, and oh, it, but it's John, it's so be... tiny. The needle's so tiny. This is where I realized, oh my gosh, they can chip yeah. anybody with the yeah, tiny needles. Smaller so than hard. a grain of rice. It is. No, no, it's actually smaller. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm not smaller, really getting the accurate. Yeah. It's like a microchip that looks like a speck of pepper on your on your finger. That's right. They can they can do it that small. So they yep. could do nanoparticles if they want to, and it's already in your system. That gets into the graphene oxide and that, that other stuff that we talk about too. Yeah. Well, he's definitely chipped twice because the Scottish wanted to have a chip on him, a chip in him as well. So that's, that's the only way. That's interesting. Mm -hmm. That means they're tracking you from Scotland, maybe right now. I know that they are. Yeah. If they have a satellite, and I know they do because I advertise this deaf protection card. Does that look weird? Deaf protection? Yeah. Because of the stuff on the satellites. So you can bet that if there's a chip in the animal or a human being, it's being tracked by satellites right now. So people need to get those RFID sleeves and envelopes and put your stuff and protect it. They don't need to know where you are all the time, especially no, when don't. you're running out of a house or something to get away. Yeah, that's that's extremely true, John. And, you know, I'm, I'm grateful for you for, you know, telling us, you know, all about how it is. And, and um, well, and that's just the tip of the iceberg. Yeah. Oh, I know. Ask me I, a question. Pregunta me. Pregunta me. <laughs> well, what's, uh, that, what's that old saying? Ask me no questions. I tell you no lies. Yeah, I heard that a lot. And, the, and when they say that, they're actually going to they're going to lie to you. Exactly. <laughs> that's, that's, that's the the fair warning. Right. Ask yeah. me no questions, I'll tell you no lies. But in other words, if you if they if you don't ask them any questions, then they won't lie. But if you ask them questions, they're going to lie. That's right. Uh, my my father in law used to. I'm, I'm trying to. He he was actually a Queen's Guard soldier, and um, he would say, "I really don't like to lie." <laughs> One of his favorite. <laughs> I actually protected the queen when she visited the White House, since I've got my screen up today, Yeah. Uh, back in 76. So it was kind of deal. I've actually got a picture of her when she was like 16 or 17 on a chair facing oh, wow. me now. So it's kind of a nice remembrance of her because we never get the truth about what's really going on. You know, there, there's so many lies out there that you wouldn't believe. It's just, what was your, what was, what was it like when she visited in 76? 
Well, when she came, she would be at the Blair House, typically, unless she was actually at the White House. They have a queen's room designated, oh. the queen's room. Oh, really? Uh, so there's actually certain rooms where she could actually sleep in the White House if she wanted to. But Blair House Blair is across the street. Uh, that's where I also protected. And we had, of course, the uh, British Secret Service. We had our Secret Service and myself and so forth. And whenever they wanted to do something, they would take her and put her in the limousine drive around the block to the back entrance and go through the back entrance and get her in or the front entrance at that time. Uh, however, they wanted to make the presentation and it was quite impressive. Oh, thank you for pulling that up because that's during the yeah. same year that I was there when Ford yeah. was there. He was actually dancing with the queen. Thank you. Perfect. Um, yeah. Nick, this is proof, this is proof that John, I like to, I like to, for those people who think that like we just make up everything, I like to show them, you know. Oh, that's perfect. I like that. As we go along. <laughs> well, wait a minute. I've actually got a letter from her. I'd have to dig it out of a, a case, but I actually got a letter from her from Balmore Castle. And that's oh, in did. Scotland. See what I mean? Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, two, yeah. Two letters. Okay. Um, so. So I've been to um, several of her, um, several not not Balmoral, but other uh, to to several Holyrood Castle to oh, yeah. Buckingham Castle. Yes, yeah, Buckingham's so the main palace, and uh, they yeah. say that they don't see the royal guard. Now that that's perfect because that's the tent that they set up with the state dinners, and I believe Shirley Temple Black was there that night as well. It's such yeah, a low quality video that it's like it's it's even grainy on my end. Yeah, but, but look how well she looked. She looked really good back then, you know. I'm gonna see if that I can pull up the photos instead. I'm gonna share the photos. I think the photos are maybe clearer. So that meant I was 23. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's that's wild, isn't it? Yeah, because I was highly trained. I had a special background, so. Uh, plus the martial arts and all that stuff. So that's a real big deal. But uh, yeah, that, that was very special. So yeah, this is this is basically what would have happened. Hey, Scotland. <laughs> she ate special food. I was actually looking at a video over and over five or six times. She ate special food. She had pure water. Uh, no wonder she lived so long because she was very into this health stuff, and a lot of people don't realize it. The, the actual chef was actually describing and how they actually prepared the foods, even when he was on the ship. I later protected her in San Francisco when I was at the U.S. Mint. She showed up with Ronald Reagan. Somebody asked me to show up. I won't say who. I was at the, uh, what was it, Sir Francis Drake Hotel up the, that goes up the hill in San Francisco somewhere. And here comes the limousines, Secret Service, and one or two uh, motor cops. And they're right there. And there was nobody else around but me. So I waved at them. <laughs> I, wasn't wow. ha I didn't have to do any protection uh, work, apparently. It was just like I had to be there for some other reason. But um, she so actually you know, came uh, to Did you ever see pedophilia or anything? Um, you know, because there's there are some. some I've arrested out. people at the border that were actually smuggling a baby. Uh, no, but I mean with the queen. With the queen, I wasn't trying to take you off. The oh queen. no, no, you. I would have to put that along the same line as the David Ike phone call I got back in '95 because I was talking to Art Bell because I was on injury leave and I knew a lot of people. 
David I called up and said, you were Secret Service, right? I said, yeah, I was. Uh, you worked at the White House. Yes, I did. Did you ever get close to the presidents? Yes, I did. Did you ever see their eyes? Yes, I did. Did you see the vertical slit? I said, no, sorry. So you didn't see it. Okay. No, no, I mean, no vertical slits, no, no uh, transforming uh, type stuff going on there, especially the queen. Very nice, very pleasant lady. Okay. I, I mean, I would lay down my life if I had to, that was part of my job to protect those people, especially her. So um, to point out, I've even seen Ford when he was at the pool. When you're outside, let's say the, the reptilian theory, if you're going to do something, you're going to be out in the sunlight, you're getting your vitamin D and all that, that would be the perfect time to shift, shape shift or something. Didn't happen. You see what I mean? We're being so lied to about all these things. I will not rule it out because I'm open-minded, but I'm very careful about scrutinizing the stuff that's out there. And I used a color for world word besides the other words I've heard uh, would be like, uh, what about Elvis Presley? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's possibility he's still alive too. But yeah. even Princess I mean, Diana. We can, we can all only speak to what, you know, and, and what I appreciate, you know, oh, even about like you that. is you, you know, you only, um, you only know what you saw, right? I mean, like nobody. Exactly. Knows. Oh, I, I, I've talked to other people. Believe me, if Elvis Presley showed up at the White House, which he did in 71, 72, you could talk to other people that worked there in the Secret Service. Hey, what happened when this happened or the next day or something? Then you would actually see, uh, oh, yeah, there's Kissinger. I protected him, too. And that is at the White House because that was the executive office building. The guy with the glasses, that's an agent. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was thinking. I was wondering if any of these might see Wait, you just missed me. I, oh, anyway. Yeah, there's another agent walking off like he's looking somewhere else. Betty Ford shaking uh, Henry Kissinger, and I believe that's Nancy. I used to get her name mixed up. That's the executive office building in the far distance, the dark color. That's the executive office building or the Eisenhower building. And I've drawn my loaded weapon. 357 exactly where those people are standing on people who jumped the fence and arrested oh, them at two in the morning, you know? Yeah. That's very interesting for sure. Yeah. They're probably playing the, uh, the special uh, Queens March or whatever. Well, I definitely want to make sure we, we, um, excellent. We reconnect for sure. And um, I, I love your, your insights and things. Oh, there she is leaving in the car. No, that's oh, the arrival. Oh, she's arriving. Okay. She's arriving. Yeah. Yeah. That's the arrival. So did she have her own car or did she ride? No, no, the, no. That's probably one of ours that we loaned her. Uh, so, they could have brought, they could have brought their own car, which is normal too. But we, we also loaned them the president's car because it had our driver, they knew where to drive, they were familiar with the area, and it kind of works that way too. So I guess we would know if it's a left-hand driver or a right-hand driver, right? Yeah, look look carefully. It'd probably yeah, be a left hand. I think it's I think it's <laughs> I think this is maybe our car. Now not. every time I watch the Queen, she's wearing gloves, she's got her purse on her arm, and there's a signal to that because when she gets tired, she will drop it down to her hand. She's ready to go. Now, how okay. many people out there knew that? <laughs> I, but she's very right. nice. She's very elegant. And I've seen her, you know, the way she acts. And I've always monitored because I'm a human behavioral analysis expert. 
And when you when you look at people at the border, like I did for 15 years, how they walk, how they conduct themselves, you can tell if somebody's got a limp or an injury, uh, pouches, contraband, whatever. I mean, I look at everything. Uh, but but yeah, now they're doing the appropriate uh, salute to the queen. They're pro- playing the British uh, anthem or something by that time. Amazing history. Yeah, it is, isn't it? There we go. I'm just looking around to see who else I used to know back then that's working. And I just thought I thought it was an interesting video, and I was like, well, let's see if John sees himself anywhere here. No, uh, no, I would be off back to the far right or perimeter you would, area. You would be. Although I've been on the inside, but I'm I'm nearby where I could run out there if I had to, but. They've got all the high-ranking guests also. I see foreign nationals from other countries visiting as well. Anybody from the United Kingdom would be in that crowd, like that gentleman with the uh, military cap. That's not a U.S. military, so it's probably from uh, Ethiopia or uh, Kenya. Kenya was part of the uh, country back then, so it might be even from Kenya or someplace. Interesting. I've, I've been to other embassies when I was in Japan. Um, and every time you go to an embassy, that's foreign territory, sovereign territory. Not to suggest people go running up to the nearest embassy and running inside because you'll get to deal with Secret Service as well. Oh, yeah. My, that's my grandfather. He he was actually secret. Uh, he was actually in the State Department, worked in the State Department and Army Intelligence um, as an oh, Army BOS. Yeah, yeah. Well, he oh. was an attaché, so I don't, he he had presidential access to JFK. He was the one who actually reported to JFK um, that he had decoded that Fidel was about to take over Cuba. So he was a Morse decoder. Oh, we're talking way back in the sixties, then. Yeah, sixty-one, sixty-two. Yeah. Okay. To seventy-five. Well, there's, a, there's another nice picture. Yeah, that's so Trump know. over. That's in England. Yeah. Yeah. So I want to know what your thoughts are on this because this has been a very. Um, well, I've already got criticisms of Trump. He walked too fast. He didn't wait for the Queen. He walked ahead of her. As old as she is, I would have held her hand, but she's very particular about that, you know. And that's why the the uh, Buckingham Guard is right behind behind her with a sword. Yeah, which is typical. And then, um, you know, people want to say that nobody's ever walked in front of her, but I've, I've seen several other well, videos. Well, he did. He should have yeah. slowed up. He's, he's adult when he does that. Well, what I'm saying is um, there's there's been a lot of people walk in front of her from other videos that I've watched. And, and yeah. you know, it's watch this one. I've seen this before, but he's act- she actually said go ahead. So Yeah, exactly. So, so he's you know, reviewing the troops, and that's okay. So she said, go ahead. And it does seem like he was trying to wait on her. Yes. You know, I think any of us wouldn't really know what to do, but, you know. So they're, I'll, they're, I'll withdraw the adult comment then. <laughs> yeah, I think, it's, I think it's a situation where, you know, if somebody pushes you forward and it's the, <laughs> the queen, you're going to go forward, right? <laughs> like, yeah. Like, you know, you're already being critiqued on it enough. And then, you know, the other thing that's really interesting is this is in this particular video, people have accused um, or, or actually stated that that Trump, you know, that the queen capitulated to Trump that day. Um, capitulated. Hmm. Yeah. And, that's weird. you know, so there's, yeah, there's some 
some theories going out, you know, that he. Well, there's that a she, short guy got in there. How'd that guy get in there? Well, you know, I've watched a lot of these trying to, you know, figure out like if there's any, anything that's like that was sent, you know, and there are people that have walked in front of her and they're, and they seem to be not even important people sometimes. Right. So, you know, well, they still have to, I, I've watched it too. And I've seen other stuff there, but secret service is a lot different than their MI5, MI6 people. But then that's her grounds. Those are her people. Those are her guard. And uh, those guys have special requirements and they do certain things. All those guys with suits back there are all secret service for their side. And of course our secret service as well, but they're keeping a distance respectfully so they can do their ceremony without interruption. Mm-hmm. Right. But that was okay. That wasn't too bad. Yeah. I didn't think so. I didn't think it was too bad either. You know, I think a lot of them, they've gotten a lot of flack, you know, from both parties. But I think that was really interesting. Well, just think of it. I've got the actual screen saver with the actual location where the Marine One is sitting behind me. If I can get to the side there. Where that where that other uh, tent thing was set up where, where she was received at. So I actually pulled my gun on a guy that jumped the fence one night in a three-piece suit and a briefcase on the same location that they met and had that in 76. Oh, really? Yeah. Think about it. That's close. So if somebody had done that at that location, you would have seen some action. Something might've happened, but they usually have all those people blocked off at a distance anyway. As As secret service, did you ever go to Scotland? No. Not officially. <laughs> I was trying to see if uh, I was going to pull up um, Secret Service photos um, at Trump Turnberry um, to see if I had those to show people what it looks like when they're on the ground and maybe some of the things that you might have had to. Um, yeah, I was mostly there during Ford and Carter. Nixon left August 9th. If anybody could pull up photos, I want one because I, I actually stopped a guy named Andy Warhol inside the inside of the uh, residence who was escorted by a female staffer and a flash goes off and I immediately looked left and I went straight for the guy that had the camera. Happened to be a real tall guy too. Andy Warhol was a tall guy. So I had to confiscate his camera, ask for the pass that the female staffer was wearing. Campbell Soup Andy Warhol from Studio 54? That's it. Oh, really? That Andy Warhol? Yeah, they, okay. they want to know. Yeah, art this week because we have so, art Basel going on here in Miami. So um, exactly. we're going to do a little art breakdown. You might be able to contribute um, some to that for us. Yeah. So I so I called for a supervisor. Said, uh, "Could you report over here? I've got a, a violation. The guy had a camera. Blah blah blah. They're not allowed to take pictures in the White House, and they also have to go through the White House press corps, which is another kind of a weird joke, because we're Secret Service." We have our own restrictions and uh, taking a picture of me while I'm working there is prohibited. At some point in time, they actually gave his camera back. Usually we keep the camera, develop the film, check the camera, make sure nothing else is in it. And then we give it back and we might even clip out the photo. And I would have got a copy. I didn't get a copy. You know what I mean? Yeah. I I think I said something. I say, uh, if you get this developed, if you get the camera back, send me a copy of my photo, please. Never got one. Oh, well. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> That's a little, a little inside story there, but it happened. 
kind of like my passport. Well, I, I definitely want to share some inside information with you um, from Trump Turnberry. So, you know, maybe we'll have to do a have you on again, Penny, maybe. Penny's alive, by the way. So don't blame me if I'm not getting back with you. Please contact me. Yes. Oh, well, oh, yeah. I want you and I talk like email. almost we talk we talk almost every day. So I wanted everybody else out there to know, Penny, that 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 um they need to get in touch with you and not rely yes. on me. Because you check your email and you're a lot faster at responding than I am. So well, Penny's my know. agent. I am actually. I'm the agent for the former Secret Service agents. So, so I am that agent now, apparently. Yes. I love it. Um, awesome. It's not profitable, but you know, it is what it is. Um, I would like to. I would like to thank you, John, for coming on, and we're going to be bringing you back uh, probably on daily updates, and okay. um, we're going to start addressing Balenciaga. I, I tr I'm trying to say it, John. All I, see in it, all I see is Balenciaga. CIA. Well, let me say it like the Italians say Balenciaga. Yes, but go. when I'm reading it, I see Bal and CIA. <laughs> so it's it's a brain twister in my head. <laughs> That's yeah. funny, Penny. That's I didn't even think about that. <laughs> Anyway, thank no, you again, John, for for jumping on on such short notice. And um, I'll prize you of one because we're pro we're going to do this all week long, all all week long, all week. And uh, we'll bring you back. And uh, and if you get any uh, updates on Russia, also yes. you're welcome to bring in uh, Alex, Alex and the, the Colonel. Colonel. Yep. Yeah, I'm tied in right now. I mean, if they'd have come up right now and said something, I would have brought them on if I could. You know. Excellent. Well, and I'm looking forward to I'm looking forward to us talking about art this week too. Just so everybody listening knows, we're going to be yeah, talking about pull art that manufacturing yeah. because we have Art Basel, Miami here. And where is Art Basel located? Basel, Switzerland. Well, there there's some of the worst violators with these uh, these uh, diplomatic houses, and I was talking to Penny about the same thing. A couple of guys who happen to be appear gay, and I think I know what I'm talking about because I am in law enforcement and I've dealt with people in all sizes, shapes, and forms, and probably a few aliens that I wasn't aware of. You never know, but they openly act like. <laughs> I'm gonna say real. which type of aliens. Yeah, that's what I meant exactly. Um, <laughs> but they openly let people come into this mansion, and these people who are diplomats, they live in mansions. Some of the mansions are bigger than the White House that you see in that screen. Castles. That's Tom Cruise. He probably still has a castle back in uh, Scotland somewhere or not. Well, and we're, you know what, John? I also want to go over Colleen Castle with you. Uh, so we're going to have a little fun. We're going to go back to Scotland this week. Um, oh, good. Yeah, let's go to let's go to Scotland. I'm going to take everybody inside Trump Turnberry with you. Um, oh, perfect. I'm sure you can tell a lot about that. And I have some like never seen before photos with Trump's chef there and some of the people that service him. And we're going to give them a huge shout out because Trump Turnberry is absolutely amazing. And um, and you can comment on that because I have. I do oh, have sure. Believe me, Secret Service handles all kinds of things. And I even turned down the uh, the the secret shopper job, secret oh. service, secret shopper job. I said, no. I think I want to be in the active areas. I don't want to be driving around civilian clothes with a vehicle full of food. And I'm talking commercial vehicles, vans, trucks, or something. 
because if they get ready for a state dinner, they're going to do all that. But um, I think that one of official taster got sick and died. I can't remember, but they're not going to tell you oh. about all that. Oh yeah. No, they, they don't. You know do what I mean? nope. Hey John, come over here. Try this. It doesn't look right. Try it out. Well, yeah. wait a minute. Where's, the where's, King's the tester. where's Mikey? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that would not be a fun job. I say, I know a few people that I think may have those jobs that they may not even know that they have the jobs. Well, I have to tell you a secret service story. When, when the Obamas went uh, to visit the queen years ago, you know, Michelle and, and, uh, Barack. You mean Michael? Yeah, but I didn't want to say it. But And I had a Secret Service contact in Florida confirm it when I didn't even ask him. So I said, John, he said, John, John, my other Secret Service guy told me it's true. It's Michael. I said, did they see the package or what? So that's the questions we guys have to ask. But yeah, yeah the, the question was answered when they drank out of a glass. Let me pull up my cup. When you drink out of a glass, folks, in England or at a presidential or a queen's uh, appearance, it leaves saliva on the edge somewhere, and they tested it. They took it away. MI5, MI6 had it done in less than an hour, and they knew what the DNA said. Yeah. It was a male. Yep. And, and okay. Joan, Rivers, Joan Rivers confirmed it because they had the same plastic And she shirt. died shortly thereafter, by the way. Yeah. She did. That's exactly Which right. Weird. And she was a nice lady. I had the privilege of meeting her. So. Oh, wow. Yeah, she was a nice lady. I want to meet Rona Barrett. <laughs> uh, That's another uh, Hollywood type. Yeah, I don't I don't know Rona Barrett. Rona Barrett. She goes back to the 70s. In fact, she interviewed Donald Trump. So look up an interview with Donald Trump, Rona Barrett. And then, of course, Oprah. We won't talk too much about Oprah. We don't have enough time. But. Or uh, Ellen. I mean, let's go back and look at, at Michelle, uh, Michael and on Ellen. I mean, that's when her junk was really swinging. Oh, yeah, around. yeah, I that saw that. I, I think that was on purpose. I think she was yeah. probably with Ellen. Well, that, that's, a way, that's the way they do it. They want to let you know but that they know that you know. Yeah. You see what I mean? Yeah, so we look. know that you know that we know. <laughs> that you know that we know. That's right. It's, all it's been an absolute pleasure having you, John. You're, you're a wealth of information. And oh, I'm the date of the Queen's visit was 7776. My buddy Stephen is running. John, of... that is my birthday. Oh, my God. No, there I, you go. Seven, wait, and I'm 1776. I'm actually 1776. Oh, wow. Well, I celebrated the bicentennial there. You see? Yeah, so I am not only a bicentennial baby, but I am. One seven seven six. Wow. Yeah. You know what? Crazy? If you send me that information, I'll have uh, my buddy run it because it's prophetic. Penny is prophetic in her numbers as well. Okay. It's amazing. I think there's something there. Yeah. 419, 2025, tribulation, 930, 2028 is the Jesus second coming. He swears by it. Oh, yeah. He's actually asking right now. Your DOB, but we could go off the air. But was it seven seven seventy six? Seventeen seventy six. One seven seven six. It's not like okay. it's not out there. I mean, you know, like I, I know no, anybody no. who wants to find it could find it. Correct the mundo. I just told him. Correct the yeah. mundo. He'll run it and tell me later. Listen, I've been in some major places. I feel like um, you know, on Dark Outpost, there was um, Boyd Anderson that were on yep. with. 
he was on with Penny and David. And I feel like, uh, you know, when I heard his story, even though mine's way different than his. He's already um, reacting because there's numbers to that. I'm telling you, you're going to come up with something. He he backs it up 100%. Listen, he knows I how to run been, through the Bible code. Okay. I've been at the president's tables. I have, and, and maybe because I, I always think it's because I'm nice, but I mean, surely not, not everybody, you know. There must be nice something there because if you're that connected in a certain way, doesn't matter how, there's a, another type of a connection. So he's reacting. He's telling me that's a big deal. So he's going to run yeah. some numbers, I think. Anyway, okay. Thank you for being on, John. And John, everybody can support you on. Oh yeah. John a dot Carmen at gmail dot com or Venmo John dash Carmen dash seventeen. Right. Correct. Perfect. So I highly recommend that people. You know, here's the deal, everybody. You know, I'm not trying to pitch. You know that you guys should support everybody, but here's the deal. You're used to supporting cable news network. That's telling you lies. And they're going to tell you this information like five years from now. <laughs> like, I mean, and, and, and we're being serious. We're showing you the proofs and showing you even things that they've hidden from you. And uh, there's going to be a lot of information to come out that, you know, about your mortgages and everything that I have investigated that it's really taken me about three years to investigate. And I'm trying to just confirm, confirm it, because if what I'm thinking is going to happen is happening, you know, there's a lot going to be happening. Um, and, and I can't say too much now, but trust me, it's way it's worth way more than your $5 that you'll give to John or Penny or myself. <laughs> and, you know, if you want to, if you want to support any of us, great. We'd very much appreciate it because it is how we manage to keep technology, technological devices, which Penny and I both have struggled with John. I'm sure you have too, because they do not like, like I've had computers that have like literally crashed after um, editing certain films or trying to put them up. Um, so, these things are real. The struggle is real and um, nobody's trying to get rich. We're just trying to make sure that we're able to investigate. Johnny. That's why, any we, had, that's why we had technical security division at the white house. Uh, TSD as we called it. So yeah, they deal with all those things. Plus things you, you wouldn't imagine, you know, but yeah. we can get into those interesting subjects next time. Yep, absolutely. Thank you very much for joining us, John. We really appreciate you being on today. Thank All you. Right. Anytime. All right, Penny. Now, what do we got going? Well, um, can you bring in my PowerPoint? Yes, ma'am. Okay, so we have Balenciaga from Hollywood with Hollywood with Love. Um, I'm going to play this. I'm going to first cite copyright disclaimer under Section 107 of the Copyright Act of 1976. Allowance is made for fair use for purposes such as criticism, comment, news reporting, teaching, scholarship, and research. Fair use is a use permitted by copyright statute that might otherwise be infringing. Nonprofit educational or personal use tips the balance in favor of fair use. Tucker Carlson came out a few days ago with uh, a statement on Balenciaga. It is this is 11 minutes and 17 seconds. Um, at any point, Christy, you can start stop me, and we can discuss it. 
uh, we're running real short on time though. So uh, I'd like yeah, to play this. We're going to have to pick up this Balenciaga discussion like even later yes. than today. So we'll, we have about um, 20 minutes or 25 minutes today. Yes. And then yes. we'll be picking it up with art and everything throughout the rest of the week because I have massive insights to fashion, art, design. Yes. Um, that is my background. That's what I do on a daily basis. Um, and, and these days I feel like I'm almost doing it as fun in between researching things like this. Just so right. we actually have, yeah, because I mean, it, it, this is not fun, you know, to me. No. You know, a lot of people really. may not think, really. you know, oh, you're really good at this. Well, you know, that's because we are forced to have to learn about it just like you know, and I'm going to say this to everybody out there who doesn't want to hear some of the things that we're talking about. Listen, we don't want to find the things that we're having to talk about either. Okay. Um, so I, I had a veteran tell me this week that for those of you who do want to close your mind and um, put your head um, under the rug or bury yourself in the sand because you don't want to hear about these things, you know, the trafficking, the art and all of it being tied together and even some in the fashion industry, you know what they say, it's like pooping on a veteran's grave. So if you would go out and poop on a veteran's grave, continue to cover your ears. If not, open your ears and hear what Penny has to say and hear what Tucker is going to bring forward. And um, on Friday, on third, on our Friday show, um, we covered a portion of this on our Saturday show. We devoted all four hours to this so it's a very in-depth discussion and we'll be bringing other right yes. or, okay yes, yes. Okay. and uh so you know i wager that we'll just be discussing portions of this and then other the fashion industry how deep and dark it is throughout uh this week as we come on and will, will we be on consistently from uh, at this time on this yeah, time I think so. 12 every day 12 every okay. day 12 eastern um 11 central Yes. Excellent. And then I have other people that um, I'm asking to come on and join us in in this discussion and add some of the things that they um, that they have they have researched. I have one individual who's on our on the on the darts as well. That I'm soliciting to see if uh, I can bring him in. His name is Nick Alvear of Good Lion TV, and he was uh, arrested uh, after the January 6th debacle. He's also a producer, a director. Um, a writer, and he has his own documentaries that he produces um, on Goodline TV. He's done about uh, 50 or some odd documentaries on, uh, on this closure of various uh, dark uh, Hollywood exploits as well as uh, political exploits. So I'm going to play this. If at any point, Christy, you want me to stop and you want to comment, we can stop and then we can pick this up again sure. tomorrow. Okay. Okay. Good and welcome to Tucker Carlson tonight. It is a stable of so-called conspiracy theories that the highest levels of politics and finance, there is a shadowy cabal of pedophiles who use their power to hide the crimes they commit against children. That people think that. Sounds pretty far out to us, too dark and strange to be true. And of course, we are not obviously endorsing that idea. On the other hand, you can kind of see why people might believe it. Jeffrey Epstein, for example. Epstein continued to dine with business moguls and heads of state long after he was arrested for having sex with minors. How did he do that? Why did nobody say anything? Why did people keep eating with him? Well, at the very least, we can conclude based on the evidence that there is a tolerance for pedophilia among some, among the most powerful in our society, a tolerance that you would not find in, say, your average middle-class American family. Some of the ritually are different that way. That's clearly true. And in case you need more evidence of that, consider Balenciaga. 
Balenciaga is what they call a luxury brand. Balenciaga is a company that sells $1,100 sneakers and cotton sweatshirts for $1,500 to people who've literally run out of things to People have literally run out of things to buy. So when I look at this name, I see Ball and the CIA and GA, which I say Gaga, Lady Gaga. So Ball and CIA, Lady Gaga. Penny, I call myself Grandma Gaga, Glamma Gaga. Mm. But I don't do it because of that. I call not Lady Gaga. Yeah, I'm not Lady Gaga. And and I just want to say this before we play this, because um, I actually have done some work for the Italian Trade Association. And I'm just going to tell you, I Italians are very typically very, very um, in tune with what's happening uh, with their brands. However, this is one thing they do. And I want to I want to preface everything you're about to see with they're very trusting of these big American advertising and PR agencies. So, and they give them a lot of control because what they're told um, with the trade associations um, what really, I mean, if they're in the trade association, sometimes the trade association has um, certain contacts that they utilize certain agencies that they utilize and they try to introduce people even like myself to them. However, there are some big brands that I have been able to help in Italy, but I often find that these big agencies, like um, I believe this, the agency that did this is called Six Page. Okay, so they may not have known exactly what Six Page was doing, or they may have thought Six Page may have pitched to them. Like I think it's absolutely impossible they didn't know a little girl was going to be featured in their ad. I don't buy into that at all, by the way, Penny, they're going to try to say there's actually a lawsuit that's already stemming. Balenciaga has um, sued six page or I think it's page six or six page is the advertising agency out of New York. Um, They would have had to sign off on any of these ads before the ads were paid. But however, the New York agency could have easily told them, hey, this is what's happening in America. You're not. Yeah, I don't think that they have that they were uncognizant of it whatsoever this brand has been in existence it started in 1919 yeah and they have been perpetrating some of these things that you will be seeing uh at least as far as i know since the 90s but i'm going to say far before that i'm not letting this this company off the hook for anything that they have done um it started in 1990 by the spanish designer cristobal Balenciaga in San Sebastian, Spain, is called the master of us all by Christian Dior. Balenciaga had a reputation as a couture of uncompromising standards. His bubble skirts and odd feminine yet modern silhouettes became the trademarks of the house. They produced ready-to-wear footwear, handbags, and accessories and licensed licensed their name and branding to Coty for fragrances. The band is currently owned by French corporation Caring, under which Kanye West also had um, dealings with and Kanye West was also on uh, the runway in 2022 on one of the runways that they had, which was a mud pile. Yeah. The, the brand is just it's it's it is BDSM. Yes. And so for them to say to to throw th- anybody else under the under the water for this is typical of 
who they are. That's, and that's what, that's basically exactly what I'm saying, Penny. It's, it's impossible for them to have not known. Everyone who's ever purchased an ad campaign, especially to this magnitude, they have to sign off on the campaign. They know what's going on with the yeah, campaign. It's not just the ad campaign. It, it's the company. It is the clothes. Yeah. It is their entire uh, line of, of how they have held business. The fashion industry is notoriously evil. Yes. Notoriously. I was well, a model is- as well. And this is the one thing I want people to know. This is not an Italian brand. This is a Spanish brand. So there's, you know, the Italians are kind of getting some flack for it. This is a Spanish brand out of Spain. Okay, Penny, take it away. Yes, this HQ is actually in France, in Paris, France. Yeah, and they try so, to make it out like it's French. Then they try to make it out as Italian when it's that's really. Right. That's um, where it's HQ is. And we'll get into a little bit more about some of the former directors, one of which uh, committed suicide 11, 13 to 19 and uh, about a little bit about the fashion industry, which this is a very important topic. Um, and it's one of the reasons why I'm, you know, doing these shows because I think it's something everyone needs to research. If you have any research on this that you believe is pertinent pro or con to this, please feel free to text my phone. And my number is 619-779-9771. And state your name because I won't answer unless you're in my contacts. Please contact me with information um, and uh, you know that that's pertinent. And uh, I would appreciate your comments in regards to this as well. You can contact me at penny at darkoutpost.com as well uh, regarding this and any other uh, whistleblowing endeavors that you have in and your you're life. On Twitter, you right? I am under Shepherd Out. Yeah. And when it comes to this, this is another thing I want people to know that we're going to be covering this week, too, is the materials that we're wearing on our body and and how how we how they utilize the materials on our body to not only infect us, to um, to make us feel certain ways. So uh, we're, we're going to be going over a lot of, about the fashion industry. That yeah. I, I, think I don't think this is, this isn't actually, I mean, it is about the campaign, but it's far more severe than this campaign because it is, it's in your face. They're slapping it in your face. So I'm going to continue. Okay. You're back to school shopping at Balenciaga, but some people apparently are. So this week, Balenciaga rolled out a new ad campaign on Instagram and the selling point of the ads was sex with children. One photograph showed a very young girl lying face down on a couch with candles, empty wine glasses, and a dog collar on a coffee table in front of her. Another picture showed the same girl, a toddler, holding a teddy bear dressed in sexual bondage gear, including a leather harness. And then, in case you missed the point, we're for pedophilia, Balenciaga. Another picture made it explicit. That picture showed pages from a Supreme Court opinion that struck down a law designed to fight child pornography. Whoever staged the photo shoot made certain to include a portion of that opinion that used the word sex or sexual four times. And of course, that was not an accident. Balenciaga wanted you to notice. So this seemed like a big story to us, as we told you last night. Here you have a major international retail brand promoting kiddie porn and sex with children and not promoting it subtly, but right out in the open. No healthy society can tolerate that. And in fact, none ever have tolerated it. There's never been a time in American history where pedophilia was considered anything other than the worst thing, the most horrifying crime imaginable. Pedophiles famously get killed in prison because even murderers consider them immoral. 
That's how out of bounds it is and has always been to sexualize children. It's totally unacceptable. But apparently, it's not unacceptable anymore. Academics have redefined child molesters as minor attractive persons. And the point, of course, is to send the message that actually it's not that big a deal. It's just a different kind of love. So maybe not surprisingly, given that trend, apart from a few isolated exceptions in the American media, almost all outlets completely ignored Balenciaga's kiddie porn ad campaign. There was not a single story about it in the New York Times this morning, or in Jeff Bezos's Washington Post, or in CNN, or NBC. There was no talk of an investigation or a boycott. The usual outrage, mer outrage merchants stayed completely silent because they weren't outraged. Balenciaga ultimately issued a statement saying it was going to punish the photographer who did the shoot like it was the photographer's fault and they didn't know about it. And after that, the story effectively died. And that means that the CEO of Balenciaga, a man called Cedric Charbit, will not become a social pariah for what his company has just done. He will continue, just as Jeffrey Epstein continued, to enjoy his busy social life totally unpenalized with his many fabulous celebrity friends. Here he is, for example, with the mayor of New York City, Eric Adams, who looks very excited to be with him. Now, we found that picture, by the way, in less than a minute online. Yet, as far as we know, apart from us on this show, no one has asked Eric Adams about it, and it's likely that nobody ever will. And the reason is simple. The media have no interest in covering the sexualization of children. Their interest, and it's a very intense interest, tellingly so, is in destroying anyone who complains about the sexualization of children or who even notices it. Noticing it, they tell us, is an attack on the LGBT community. So the assumption here, their assumption apparently, is that gay people are in favor of molesting kids, and of course in favor of performing general mutilation on minors. But that's absurd. No normal person is for this, gay or not. It's not anti-gay to oppose kiddie porn, or to feel horror at the fact that doctors are cutting the breasts off of healthy teenage girls. These are crimes, and most gay people think they're crimes. Why wouldn't they think that? Protecting children from adults who want to sexually exploit them is a basic human instinct, and it's a noble instinct. And yet NBC News is doing its best to redefine that instinct as a crime. Yesterday, NBC brought on its law enforcement expert, by the way, a former assistant director of the FBI, to warn viewers that anyone who complains about the sexualization of children will be punished by the legal system will be sued into bankruptcy and destroyed. Watch this. There was gonna be a drag brunch the next day at Club Q. And uh, that's a way to get kids to see, hey, look, it's a person, doesn't necessarily look like the people you see every day at the store or whatever. Um, but these are, real, these are real people with lives and emotions. They like the same stories that you do. There's nothing sexualized about it. But every time there's one of those now, the Proud Boys show up because there's an account on the internet called Libs of TikTok that's been pushed by you know, Tucker Carlson and uh, the Babylon Bee and the far right. Tucker in particular seems fixated on this anti-queer panic. In addition to his diatribes against drag shows, he's platformed anti-trans activists. I'm gonna stop it right here. So basically now Tucker for exposing this is now getting attacked by his own associates for speaking about this. And now they're slinging uh, arrows at him saying that, you know, he's responsible. They also said uh, that, um, well, let me, let me just play it a little bit further. 
really vicious and extreme rhetoric to attack children's hospitals for providing trans youth and medical care. If he's a consumer of the people we just rattled off, from Lauren Boebert to Tucker Carlson, let's get it out. Let's get it out at trial. Let's expose it for what it is, name it and shame it. He's a consumer of these people, and those people should, should face civil consequences from the victims. Oh, so the former assistant director of the FBI calling for, quote, civil consequences against anyone who doesn't like the sexualization of children. If you complain about it, you're responsible for the murders that other people commit. Hmm. Is that in the legal code? No, it's not. But NBC News is doing its very best to add it. MSNBC has spent the last two days suggesting that because he signed a bill banning teachers from sexualizing kindergartners, Ron DeSantis is somehow tied to a mass shooter in Colorado. Okay, I'm going to leave it right there. And we'll pick this up when we return on tomorrow. Um, you know, they're, yeah. they're, they're saying that Ron DeSantis is now responsible for the Colorado shooter. By the way, the Colorado shooter is identifying as a non-binary individual. So in court papers, he says he cannot be called Mr. or Miss or Ms., um, he wants to be called MX, which I'm not sure even what that designation is. You can take that off the screen if you like. Well, that's that's the reason we have pity the LB, you know, LGBTQXYZ, LMNOPQ. I mean, even listen, even Brandon Strzok and many other gay guys, you know, this is in no way making fun of, you know, gay people. But, you know, at, at one of the um, but how, how can they they already took the bill that he put into action and they and they bastardize it by saying don't say gay it never says that it's not about that it has that's not what the agenda is here it's stop sexualizing our children well you know what's really interesting is gay guys in florida and gay, gay women they know they realize that this is all a distraction it's really against them they realize many of them are realizing they're being used um, and they're yeah. also being they're also being targeted yes. as accepting pedophilia where they're like, no, this is not who we That's are. That's exactly right. And many of them are married and they're, you know, happily married together. I have neighbors that are great and they're happily married. You know, I, I don't approve of their lifestyle. So for, you know, the Christians out there who want to point their fingers at me for having a conversation with some gay guys, you know what, or loving them. Yes. Uh, I do as I do as Jesus would do himself. And I love them. And you know what? That's your business. If you want to be a hater, I'm not a hater at all. And I think most Christians are not haters. No, Jesus was not a hater. No. And and you know what? He didn't, you know, he, he didn't approve of situations, but he actually went where they were. So for those of you who think like, you know, oh, I should, I'm going to stay in my house and I'm going to go to my church where we don't accept gay people, then that's on you. That's your deal. Okay, but I'm going to say this when it comes to um, this, the guns and everything. Um, one of the things I've noticed, Penny, just while you were playing that video on that we can go over tomorrow is the photographer from Valencia is evidently very much into guns. And I'll show you what, I, what we mean tomorrow. He's very much into guns. And so it makes me question, you know, if he's signaling things and it sounds like the the father of the little girl who was in the pedo pictures um is very happy that she was in the pedo pictures. so yes this is generational and what we're talking about is we're not just talking about this 
particular campaign. This campaign slapped everyone in the face, but this has been going on in the fashion industry since it began. It has a very debaucherous, dangerous side in to uh, it's part of the military industrial entertainment complex. And we'll elaborate upon that um, further tomorrow. And this is going to be an ongoing discussion. We'll be bringing in other people to uh, discuss this and other uh, things regarding um, Hollywood, as I put it. I am Agent X11, uh, Hollywood Dark Journalist. Uh, you can find me and Christy on the Dark Outpost. I'm on Monday through Saturday. We are dark on the Dark Outpost this week um, for holidays, and David is on. That just means that they're not airing anything. That's the reason right. we're airing here. <laughs> right. And, um, and so Chrissy's on every Tuesday. She's our, our international correspondent um, in Miami, and she'll be on uh, from 9 to 10 on Tuesdays, Central Standard Time, and that's 10 to 11 Eastern Standard Time. And Chrissy, I thank you so much for sharing your platform with me th today, and I welcome uh, any and all questions, and, I, and, and um, I thank you very much for showcasing this particular issue. Yeah, absolutely, Penny. I look forward to tomorrow and I hope that everybody will tune in. If you do have questions, um, please make sure that you, um, you know, just ask questions on Twitter um, or comment below this video. We'll make sure that we answer your questions, investigate the questions, because Penny, that's one of my favorite things to do is to ask and answer the questions um, that are there and um, make sure that we're covering what people want to hear or the questions that they have. That's one yes, of my and I, I only ask, please be respectful um, of uh, everyone in the chat and then also be respectful of your host. We well, that's what I was going to say too. You know, Penny, I, I see a lot of, a lot of times people, you know, they're always pointing fingers. And I just want to say for those of you who are listening to this and you want to point fingers, hey, come on and join us. You know what? I'm going to start calling them out, Penny. We're going to start bringing up every time they post a nasty comment. I'm going to call them out and actually post their photos from Facebook. What do you think? You like that idea? Well, I, I don't elaborate on that because you're actually then uh, giving them airtime uh, for their nefarious activities. So I try not to do that, but that's just okay. me. Okay. Well, that you're, you're really nice. I'm basically just trying to say, you know what, people, every, everybody here, all the independent journalists are doing the best job that they can. And guess what? We actually do re retractions, whereas the mainstream media often will not. They actually run and hide on the big stories before they're willing to break them. Or if they do have a big story, they kind of shove it down in their news feed sometimes other than Tucker and don't want to discuss these things. Because guess what? They know many people just want to stick their head in the sand um, or your your head under the covers and pretend like things aren't happening when they actually are. Well, again, I thank you for uh, for showcasing me um, and uh, for bringing out this particular issue because I think it, that we haven't addressed the fashion industry. Um, and, you know, I was in Hollywood for over 55 years, 58 years, and I saw a lot of things from uh, the cheap seats behind the scenes. Yeah, and we'll also have photos and video from Art Basel. Art Basel events are opening up to tonight. And that's one reason I actually have to get off. And um, we will definitely be closing out then. But we just want to make sure you all go to patriotsperspective.com. Make sure you subscribe. That's the only way. And also go to darkoutpost.com. Um, subscribe there because that is the only way we can actually reach you if for some reason we get deplatformed, which 
does happen often and um, it's the only way you can actually find us. Um, those subscriptions are free. Um, you're welcome to make a donation to either um, one that you would like. And we want to say um, do unto your neighbors as you would have them do unto you. Penny, any other closing words? No, thank you so very much for this opportunity. And I look forward to speaking with you again tomorrow. All right. Peace out, everybody. The Commie News Network and fake live from Miami, Florida, broadcasting around the world. Around the world, you're listening to Patriots Perspective with Christy Tasker. Your news behind the government's facade. Don't fall victim to propaganda or spend another 30 days in the tech gulag. Turn off your tell live vision and just listen. Hear the most mind-opening hours of your life as we interview whistleblowers and real patriots for uncensored truth. The Commie News Network and Fakebook cannot control the power of Jesus Christ. Therefore, they have no power over us. There aren't enough Vegas strippers to fake check what's coming. Put in your earphones and avoid the tech tyrants. Subscribe to PatriotsPerspective.com now and see the evidence and action items to help you take back your God-given rights, government, and expose Satan and his demons taking up residence. Here's an easy way to start your own marketing agency. Use SEMrush to win new clients, impress your existing ones, and grow your business faster. Have your entire SEO and marketing workflow covered